0: Guys, the robot wars are over. You survived, but what were the robot wars? Or, if you prefer, you can tell me how you survived the robot One wars. One day
1: in our future,
2: <laughs> <laughs> the year the of the of our year of the cyborg yeah. had begun. <laughs> That's true, completely really accurate. Uh, let's see. I think the best way to survive is to uh, find a very large robot that you could. Uh, Live inside the uh, internals of? No, right. I mean I'm talking about like a parasite, like.
0: <laughs> gotcha.
2: You, yep. you crawl out whenever it's charging, you know, to uh, get your uh, your food and supplies, and otherwise you're you're inside its like a cargo bay or whatever. <laughs> gotcha. so this is I'm a, talking about a big robot. Yeah, so this is a giant <laughs> robot.
0: So I'm I'm picturing like I don't know like a ship
2: or something like that at this point. I'm, I'm thinking something r- at least roughly transformer size. Gotcha. Okay. You know, scavenging.
0: Yeah. So I'm,
1: I'm wiring it. <laughs> I can get away with it. I don't really know how I would defeat it or how how it would end, but my... I think I'm going to go the opposite way for my Robot Wars. And in one of the Transformers movies, the the Cube... I don't remember what the fuck it was called. The, Matrix of Leadership. The, um, from like the first one or yeah maybe i don't know but anyway like the cube like puts off this like wave right yeah and and everyone's appliances go fucking crazy and turn into basically tiny transformers oh so they go like maximum overdrive (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) except for these things actually like transform into little murder robots Okay, okay. So, like, I'm thinking like more like Z bots instead of uh, instead of like Transformers. But so the robot wars is humans basically versus the appliances that they've created. I always knew that that was gonna happen. <laughs> I that was actually one of the things I was I've been about talking that.
2: about this for years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nobody believed me. I knew. I haven't had a toaster since <laughs> 1970. That was one of the
0: things I was actually thinking about on the way over here. It's just like, robots. Robot Wars start while you're like in the self-checkout line at, uh, at fucking Kroger or someplace like that. And it's just like, insert face to die. And you're like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I, it is funny that you brought it maximum over, overdrive because there is a scene in that movie where the, the, the Coke machine just starts firing out Sodas, oh, I love that part. <laughs> and like killing like little boys with sodas, right?
2: Well, it kills a it kills on a grown man with a soda and then uh, that's when the uh, out of nowhere, a bulldozer bursts onto the uh, baseball field and runs over again.
1: That's right, that's right. So but in one of the Transformers <laughs> movies, when the wave goes off on a soda machine, it's like a mountain dew machine or something and it turns into a transformer and has guns that shoots sodas at people. Yeah. So it's like okay. All right, so okay, we, this
2: is another thing that makes me think maybe we should be watching those things. <laughs> I mean, the only one that's even remotely watchable is the first one. Really, I hated that one. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: it's all... They get, after that, they're all bad. Yeah, they, they get way worse. <laughs> like, there's one with, like, King Arthur and shit. It's like a... Like a Camelot Transformers movie or something. That's the
0: that's the newest one that's been out for a wasn't it? With the, with the Dinobots in it. Yeah,
1: there's a three and a half hour one with Mark Wahlberg with fucking <laughs> that like marketed the Dinobots, but they're only in like twenty minutes of the movie. Dude,
0: there's a supercut around on YouTube that's like specifically the first three movies, and it's just all the footage of the Transformers fighting, and it's seriously like twenty four minutes long. <laughs> Between, like, ten hours of movie, there's only 24 minutes of robots punching each other? What is this bullshit? Yeah,
1: but, cheats, how are you going to fit in robots fighting when you have three and a half hours of American flag waving? That's true. <laughs> Absolutely true.
0: Also, the heart you mentioned being, like, in some Transformers size, related to the Transformers. Um In the IDW comic run of Transformers, it's apparently really good. There's a scene where Astro Train pulls up to a platform in his train form, and a bunch of people get in, and then he just transforms (laughs) and crushes all of them. It's just one of the most over-the-top evil things in a comic (laughs) I can think
1: of. (laughs)
0: But I'm pretty sure how I would survive the Robot Wars is very simply, I would just do robot customer service. Because as soon as they take over, they're going to realize they need customer service jobs for some reason. And they're, then they're going to realize all of their customers suck and they just want like a month or two free of Time Warner. And then I'm like, I can do that. <laughs> I, can rem- I am slightly too valuable.
2: I, I think you're giving away too much information about your day job. <laughs> well,
0: I don't do that job anymore. Nah, so whatever. it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, a robot that, took it over from him. Uh, that <laughs> or, robot
2: took my job! <laughs> they took tur-
0: That or alternatively, once uh, once the robots have uh, infiltrated actually taking over cars and being actual Transformers, I'll just walk out the road and lay down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, that's another good, good premise for a Robot Wars movie. Uh, robots come to life... And make humans do all the things that robots do. Transform, human. I can't transform. Transform,
2: human. (laughs) Just like a start, uh, bring out a contortionist doing... (laughs) With the mouth.
1: (laughs) Yes, it pleases me. (laughs) But also like they fill the car factories with humans doing the work again. And and then they realize, wait, this is way slower. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and
2: why are they building cars? What the fuck do they care? So they can drive, obviously. So they're going to make a bigger machine they, okay, we have to make like super huge cars for these giant robots to transform into. Well, they have to transform into their uh, humanoid robot form and then get into giant cars that it can drive around in rather than just transforming into cars
1: and driving. Question. Sex bots that Became self aware, still have sex with humans? I think they would have sex with each other. <laughs> I don't know, but sex spots are relevant to
0: my interests, so
1: <laughs> The human's like, No, please don't turn on me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I don't like this. Death by snoops. <laughs> <laughs> please don't don't use these these weapons that I've conveniently provided for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to Motion Picture Meltdown. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen The Rosenberg. Chiefs McGee, and I promise I didn't kill Philip this week. Andy Hart. Yeah, Philip has uh, reprised his role as a Floridian alligator master, or no horse masturbator. <laughs> <laughs> See, I th- I
2: thought that you guys weren't going to mention it, and it's like I thought we were going to have like the retirement party for the host- horse masturbation joke, but uh, <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> no. not.
0: I, I did. Uh, I did like Philip's joke about uh, him not being here and him saying this will be the one episode that everyone actually downloads and we'll get some sort of like sponsorship. And then, because he's not on it, screaming about something, and then as soon as he comes well, back, just
1: everything's canceled. Plummets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would kind of be a good thing because it would finally give us an excuse to fire him. <laughs> Well, I think I have a, a quote from Philip. That's,
2: Why are these called Robot
1: Wars? It's true. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think you are loud enough, Dehart. Uh, yeah. I'm
2: not. I'm not generally loud natured. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah. So
0: th- this week, folks, because I wanted to be as confusing as possible, I picked Robot Wars from 1993, along with Robot
1: Wars from 2016. You see, and I thought that you were doing this on purpose. Just to spite Philip, because we all know how much he hates movies of the same name. No, like, what what actually happened was, I wanted to pick two Western movies
0: with giant robots, or like, mech suits or something, like and I found a whole list of them, but they're all super old, and, like, no one's uploaded them anywhere I could find. <laughs> so, like, I found Robot Wars from 93, which has two giant robot mech suits, basically, and then i couldn't find anything else to go with it so that i just saw this other movie called robot wars
2: yes the movie that should have gone with it is the movie that it's a sequel to robot jocks In but fact, I find it should it. have been it should have been instead of that movie yeah absolutely because robot wars is way worse yes it is <laughs> robot uh, uh robot jocks was directed by stuart gordon it's got uh it also has uh, jeffrey combs in it as Barbara Cam- Crampton who's in the second one but and uh the plot of this movie is basically a side plot <laughs> from Robot Chucks I gotcha okay like this uh this Cold War industrial uh like espionage terrorism bullshit is a subplot from that movie <laughs> it's like hey uh we don't need an actual plot let's just let's just step with the subplot yeah. <laughs> let's, let's just roll yeah. with it and then Let's just roll out. hey And speaking of roll out, we should probably start on Robot Wars <laughs> from 93.
1: <laughs> so the, uh, oh my God, this is so long. Why? why, why? All right. So uh, the IMDb synopsis of Robot Wars from 1993 is, In the year 2041, the rebel Centros are a plague to the survivors of the Great Toxic Gas Scare of 93. A renegade mega-robot pilot and an archaeologist must team up, despite personal differences, a reluctant romance, very reluctant, by the way, and <laughs> un- official <laughs> pressure to cease and desist, to thwart the Centro's attempts to resurrect a hidden mega-robot which, with which they can challenge the prevailing order. Okay, this is the <laughs> entire movie. This is the entire fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I guess there's a summary instead of a synopsis. Yeah, don't no put a synopsis. They just put at a least summary it's on
1: somewhat it. accurate. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would even argue it's like eighty five percent accurate.
1: But like, when you're doing a summary, it's a lot easier to be accurate than when you're doing a two sentence synopsis. Yeah, yeah, that's that's absolutely true.
2: <laughs> so.
0: Oh God, this
1: movie! All right, it's so
2: thankfully very short it is.
0: It's, it's like an hour and ten minutes.
1: A very forgiving hour and ten minutes, honestly.
0: It still almost seems too long, and the only reason I say there's not is just because like they just kind of didn't do anything for like forty five minutes. <laughs> they just kind of meandered, <laughs> and then it's like at that point it's just like, oh yeah, we got a plot. We should probably do
1: that. At least the cover is representative of the movie.
0: Yes. It's not, It's way more awesome than the movie is. Yeah, but well, f- for sure.
2: Yeah, they've got that thing in it, which I'm pretty sure is a uh, reused prop from Robot Jocks. Oh, yeah, it 100% looks like it. It looks almost
0: exactly like the, the mech on the front of Crash and Burn as well, <laughs> which was another robot movie I tried to find for this and couldn't.
1: Oh, God. Yep. So this, the main actor in this movie uh, that plays Marion Drake his name is Don Michael Paul. This dude is the king, the king of directing shitty sequel movies. Did any of you guys, did either of you guys look at his IMDb to see what he's directed? No. I uh... didn't think he was uh, memorable enough to bother. <laughs> okay. So this guy has directed Lake Placid, the final chapter. Oh no, Scorpion King. <laughs> well, that's not even. Taken, The Search for Sophie Parker. Sniper Legacy, Jarhead 2, Field of Fire, Tremors 5, Bloodlines, and Tremors 6, A Cold Day in Hell, Kindergarten Cop 2, another Sniper sh- sequel, Death Race 4, and The Scorpion King, Book of Souls, which is, I believe, the fifth movie. Yes, it's Death not Race.
2: the actual Scorpion King. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is this guy's problem? Uh, he likes money. <laughs> There's no way he's getting that much money from these. They got to be paying
2: him something. It's a job. Hot dogs, maybe.
0: (laughs) He he probably has figured out that like same mathematical problem that Adam Sandler figured out, where like if he does just the minimum amount of work, he can get just enough money. It's the only thing
1: that makes sense for this portfolio,
0: if you would.
1: Like, I mean, but, like, going to his portfolio, like, who's looking at the past movies and is like, huh, well, this was, a, this was a success. Well, they probably are a success on paper. It's like, oh,
2: these were made for nothing, and they made five times that. <laughs> yeah, eight. Five dollars. Yeah, he's probably he's probably walking up just
0: like hey I can make this movie for you for fifty thousand. What do you think? And they're like, okay, sure. And he's like, all right, guys, I got a thousand dollars to work with on
1: making this movie." this movie. <laughs> just pockets the other forty grand or the other forty nine dollars It's grand. the only thing that makes
0: sense. He he's also just so douchey in this movie. Like <laughs> yeah. the the opening scene is like so it's him and his partner. What's his name? Stumpy. Is is that what it was? Yes, Stumpy. Stumpy. Okay. So him and his partner Stumpy. They're like these uh, like commercial transport pilots. They're based in this giant scorpion mech, which I thought was going to be the bad guy, which ultimately it does. But it still it still starts out as just like just a normal thing.
1: I, Number one, we're used to scorpion. Yes, we are. Who's Insanely villainous in the Transformers franchise, but also Scorpion is just a an evil entity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not.
2: I mean, and on top of that, it's not a particularly efficient form of transport. <laughs> no. It's like, what if we were rolling instead of moving giant mechanical
1: legs? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could have even used the landboat from uh, <laughs> from fucking Dragon Wars. Uh, this is probably a little bit better than that.
2: <laughs> In fact, a lot better. This could probably kill a dragon.
0: <laughs> God, the land boat was the worst.
2: <laughs> so they're
0: so they're just they're transporting these people between cities. That's apparently what they do. And Drake starts out as just being kinda like I don't know. He's he's like the almost like the hotshot pilot, but well, he's not even like a hotshot. He's just like he's a pilot that's been doing this for a while, so you don't tell him what to do, kind of thing. Before he before he loses his hat, I'm convinced that what it was when he had his hat in the mech, he was bearable. But as soon as he took the hat off, it was a limiter from his douchebagginess.
2: Yeah, in fact, it's like it was almost like a full character change because he's behaving like very professionally, and uh, it's like. I actually thought it was a different person <laughs> because he say they're telling him like a it's like hey uh these terrorists that are on the ground shooting at your giant mech it's not our problem go just go ahead <laughs> yeah just go ahead take care of it because we're not sending you any backup even though this is like a uh, it's like a domestic flight it's not like a... <laughs> it's like like looking- a
1: Fucking going to the airport, basically.
2: Yeah, he's basically just being ferried around this giant desert. So there's no reason for them to be involved in this battle. But it's like, ah, eh, we don't really care about the passengers. <laughs> we'll just tell them it's a drill. <laughs> yeah, like it,
0: it's su- like super scummy. Yeah, and like him and he, like, so they're getting fired on by these people, and like we see the passengers in the back with uh, the love interest and like her friend. And they're just like, oh, there's some shit going on up there, and but like, I don't know. It's just almost like nothing happens before Drake ultimately decides, just like, all right, I guess I guys, I'm just gonna hit these guys with my fucking super weapon on my mat, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is the scorpion
2: tail has some sort of like giant laser on it, which just obliterates. It almost feels like he should have been listening to the guy and just blasted the the other tank right away. Yeah, like for sure. <laughs> That or use like, one of the other, like, surely there's
0: a missile or something on this. Because, like, the people shooting at him, it's, like, four guys and something that's, like, not quite, like, an anti-aircraft gun. Like, it's just kind of shooting lasers and, like, yeah, okay, that's probably going to fuck up the mech. It's like a laser tank. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's probably going to fuck up the scorpion mech, but it, like, it seems kind of just small potatoes. Like, it really feels like he could have fired, like, one missile and just, like, this would have been over or, like, I, I don't know. It just I imagine just them walking. It's like, hey, there's some guys shooting at us. Alright, fuck those guys. One button. <laughs> Done. They're just dead. But no we, we have to deal with this bullshit before they get into, into command. The other thing that's really confusing to, to me about this movie is that, like, so, like, they have, like, the desert wasteland and everything like that. But, like, everything else seems, like, pretty okay. Like, it doesn't seem like it's a bad future. Like most of these like future movies, like it's just like, oh, everything's fucked. And this is just like, nah. They even got like a recreated city they go to like
1: they they don't call it like the nineteen ninety three gas apocalyptic, you know, whatever. It's the gas scare. I know. So really, did anything happen at all? Yeah. But why is there a We're wasteland here. then? Yeah, that's true <laughs> well yeah definitely something happened <laughs> what, what is the line from scare to we must break it break down and rebuild everything I think they completely abandoned that city and then
2: and at this point that people go to that abandoned city as hey this is a, a relic from the 1993s <laughs> the, the vast future yes yeah, the 1993s <laughs>
0: God, I'm having trouble like keeping the plot straight because there's okay, just so,
2: so much stuff that's not relevant. I think what are supposed to be like uh, they're supposed to be like diplomats or whatever, right? Where they're here and it's like, hey, are you interested in buying this weaponry? And it's but secretly they're they they're working with uh, so there's the North Hamis. <laughs> I can't remember what they call.
0: There's, like, centro the, uh, is what the language is the supposed to The Centros.
2: Yeah, Centros. Yeah. And uh, there's also, I I can't remember what they call the, I guess these are supposed to be Chinese guys based on their names, but they're Japanese actors. Right. <laughs> but uh, they're supplying weapons to the Centros, unbeknownst to the North Hemis. It's pretty much just, like, our usual, like, American policy, like uh, of a proxy war, right? It's like, hey, we're friends, but we're going to both supply <laughs> weapons to our collective enemies. Right. That way, they can fight each other on our behalf <laughs> because we really don't like. It. <laughs> yeah. So they're they're like
0: trying to get like certain weaponry for this and. Uh, Drake's commander is just like, oh, well, you know, we'll show you around. We'll do some stuff to like, uh, make this seem like an awesome deal. And, uh, what is her name? Oh, he's a, he's a huge asshole. He's the fucking worst. Yeah. <laughs> like he tells Drake to do something. And Drake basically is just like, ah, fuck off. It was like, this is the point where I, I honestly thought he was a separate character. <laughs> uh, and then the archaeologist, I think uh, Lita, I think is her name or letter or something like that. So she comes in and like, I was surprised at the blatant lack of flirting. And by that, what I mean is it's not just like she came in and Drake was just like, hey, baby, how's it going? It's like she came in and he's just like, hey, nice tits. You want to fuck? And it's just like, it's, she hits him. Yeah, she punches him, and he is like, completely undeterred.
1: Yeah, right. Uh, gotta keep trying, though. The old man way. Yeah, man, <laughs> this lady just punched me in the face. Must mean she wants my dick. Uh, what a half-assed romance it, in this movie. It's, oh, it's so No, stupid. it's not even half-assed. It's quarter-assed. It doesn't exist until like the last minute. Would you Would you guys agree it's quarter assed? Maybe one eighth.
2: Eighth ass. It's just the whole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's
0: it's it's not even like it's not even a case of like Stockholm syndrome or something like that where he just won't stop bothering her so she goes along with it. It's just like she fucking hates him
2: until he hits a certain point and then she's just like, "All right, I'm in love with you. Let's do this." <laughs> well, basically, it's like at that point, it's like okay. Everything has been solved, so might as well. Yeah. (laughs) There are no more problems left in the movie, so let's create a whole new problem. (laughs) There's just this entire middle section between
0: here and the last, like, half, no, like 25 minutes probably. Where, like, nothing happens and every single character is unlikable except her.
1: Yeah, well, and a lot of the scenes are kind of fleshed out with just, like, this fucking robot transport moving. Yes. And it keeps showing, because it was stop motion, right? That that part, portion of the movie? Yeah. yeah. Right, right. It's just kind of these flashes of stop motion of the giant scorpion transport. And, like, just watching the, the, the people wearing their fucking rollerball outfits uh, <laughs> going back and forth in the transport. Honestly, I feel like all the stop-motion we see has been reused. In Manborg.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think from Robot Jocks. Oh, really? I think so. <sighs> I really wish I could have found that movie now. It's so much better than this. Yeah. And you said this was a sequel to it? Kind of. I mean, this is... The the v- plot... We talk about Charles Band a lot. It's a uh, Charles Band production. He produced the original one. And his brother directed this one. <laughs> Based on his original idea. Which is which is how he's credited, based on an original idea by Charles Band. Fuck.
0: Yeah, there's like what you're saying, and to to the movie's credit at least, the like mechs actually look pretty good in this. He had nothing to do with that. I know (laughs) he had nothing to do with it. But there's only so long that I can see a scene of the
2: scorpion just just across the desert before I'm bored.
1: Yeah, that's the problem with it. There's nothing in it. Albert Bandit doesn't have a good uh, resume of movies either, by the way. No, he doesn't. He did Ghoulies 2, and uh, he did Prehysteria, which was fun, but then he really didn't do much from this until 2005 when he did Aliens Gone Wild. Yeah. And then that's the last thing he did. Mm-hmm that's probably a little porny <laughs> it's porn-ish D heart <laughs> yes <laughs> probably get your description oh right.
2: wow <laughs> Steven that is straight up fucking reused bullshit click on Aliens Gone Wild and look at the cover okay that's Laser Blast that is this movie and Robot Jocks uh I don't recognize that thing that might be Parasite Oh no! <laughs> Speaking of reused, did the uh, head of this scorpion robot is uh, the same head from the uh, ATA team? Oh yeah, yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a lot of bullshit. <laughs> okay, what so let's story?
2: just let's just skip to the point where things pop off.
1: The uh... I guess Chinese uh, leader.
2: <laughs> yeah, he was being given a private uh tour and uh he's like up in a uh cockpit learning how to pilot this mech. <laughs> and uh once they get what to where they want to go, they just take it over. <laughs> it's like, alright, we're working with the Centros. Yeah, like
0: so they they went to this uh, like replica city or something like that. Uh, I can't remember what City actually said it was, uh based off the the gas scare. And uh, the archaeologist and... Well, actually, she just stays or misses the bus effectively yeah, or she, something.
2: Uh, she escapes from her tour group to go find the mech that she believes is the others.
0: Yeah. And so the uh, centros, they just slaughter basically everyone. Like they just kind of come in. It's just like, all the guards, dead. This guy, dead. Betray this guy. He's dead. And they're just like, all right, everyone... Get inside the giant scorpion mech. You're hostages now. Which, I mean, if you're if you're in a transport mech that has guns on it, I guess that's one easy way. It's like, you're not gonna attack me. I got people in here. Um, while this is going on, Drake and Stumpy are just getting fucking hammered. Like, that's actually happening. Like, that's not me joking. They're just getting drunk as fuck right now.
2: You know, well, yeah. I I didn't put I mean, much thought into it at the time, but Honestly, he goes straight from drinking to piloting a mech.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. Like, uh, the the commander calls them in, and, uh, like, Drake is acting like he's so drunk that, like, he thinks that they're in his office. Like, Drake's office or somewhere else. It's just like, why is the commander in here? And then Stumpy's, like, making some sort of, like, unholy concoction that apparently is supposed to sober him right the hell up. And they're just like, hey, we need you to pilot this giant mech that we think we know where it is. Or do something uh, against the, the centros. And uh, so they're they're able to get him sobered up. He is, goes to the city, which was the city above them? It's connected somehow.
2: Shit, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to tell where anything is because it's like, all we know is that there's a place. This is the, there's like the main hub, desert, and then there's the abandoned city. I couldn't tell it you. It was like
1: the set, what was that movie we watched with the mutants and the and the monsters in the desert?
2: Oh, I think you're going to have to be a little more specific. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it was, this is well, like it was me saying black you. hair. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god you know the black it hair it had the they had the bunker out in the desert and there were the monsters eating people oh terror within yes right oh yeah yeah yeah. so that's what the set of this movie kind of reminds me of there's like no clear cut difference between anything yeah I, I feel like this is on the same budget range as that
2: <laughs> yeah was, probably lower because of the reused footage <laughs> yeah
0: legitimately you can't tell where some of the stuff is so, um, you know, Drake and, and Stumpy go to, the, go to uh, the, the human mech, basically, is what it is. Uh, God, I was just, hold on. Going back to that Aliens Gone Wild movie, like, I was just thinking about that cover. <laughs> and, like, that scorpion's even the exact same position on the cover as it is on the other. Yeah, it's,
1: it's clearly just copied and basically, like, cut and copied in Photoshop and put on that cover. Oof. And, okay.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's rough. So they they get in the human mech and uh, well humanoid mech I guess and uh, it's like all right it's time to go fight the the scorpion mech gonna, gonna take the pound town if you would and so last like they kind of waste no time actually getting to it like once they're in it it's maybe like 20 seconds and then like robots fighting yeah. But the fight scene is super short because at this point, like, it's, the mo- it's been like an hour of the movie.
2: Yeah, and I feel like they would have had to do some extra work to make a new robot fight scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: absolutely. Was this fight scene basically lifted from Robot Jocks as well?
2: I couldn't tell you for certain, but I would be very surprised if it wasn't. That's fair. Because there's a good deal of robot fighting in that movie.
1: I know. What, what, uh, as, as you would expect from a movie called Robot Wars. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what what really... Like, I really wanted to find Robot Jocks, and I just couldn't. Because what happened is I saw a GIF uh, that was posted on a comment on a gaming website I'm on where... They were just like, too bad it's not this secret weapon. And it's just a scene from Robot Jocks where part of it, one of the robots its pelvis splits, and then it just has a chainsaw dong that just comes out. And I was just like,
2: yes! But no, couldn't find it.
1: Chainsaw. I
2: can't believe how badly Charles Band has dropped the ball on putting Robot Jocks out. We should be able to find it somewhere to at least rent at the very minimum. Yeah, like... <sighs> Am- like it would have been
0: worth it. Amazon can't rent it on there. It's not on Netflix. Nobody's uploaded to the YouTube. Nobody's uploaded to any other service that you can usually rent digitally. Did you just say the
1: YouTube? No, maybe. Oh. I don't think I did. <laughs> I, th- I think you said the YouTube, and your and your age is showing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody's uploaded it to the Netflix or the YouTube. Couldn't find it down at the Walmart to buy either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah but so we get i don't know there's just not a whole lot there to talk about here like this fight's not bad um i don't know if it like makes up for the hour i've been watching this movie at this point but like because the, the other thing also is like it just kind of ends as you've said before for a d heart kind of like just like a wet fart like yeah. i was expecting a little bit more and it's just like the, the one mac is on top the other one and then it just fires a laser from the chest cannon that's not even like a spectacular explosion and then it's just
1: like done <laughs> that's it that's <laughs> like, the end of the movie. Yeah. No. Pretty much. I mean basically. It basically is. Yeah. You have to have the weird, like, we're in love now uh make out between what's his name? Uh Drake and what is the girl's name? Lita. Very shitty. But honestly don't get into it yet. Because... Well, we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs>
0: moving on to Robot Wars from 2016. This is going to be a quick podcast, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Which, I, for a movie called Robot Wars, you would think one of the two things would be in the movie, and you would be incorrect. There is a
2: robot. Barely. Ah, uh, yes. There is a robot. And there's at least a battle. I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a full-out war. It's not even a battle. It's Ro- more like if a I, skirmish. If I hear the term robot wars, I really expect to see at least two robots doing battle. And wars kind of applies a big-scale thing. At least in the other robot wars, there is the implication that this is this is like hemispheres fighting against each other <laughs> or you know forces representing two hemispheres yeah but it's not
0: it's not even that like no so the <laughs> he, so here's a summary per imdb for this in a dystopian near future a corporate heist goes wrong and the team members struggle to survive a desperate escape through the apocalyptic sprawl with their stolen prize a weapon of unspeakable power as they navigate the urban wasteland, they must contend with barbaric gangs, corporate death squads, and the terrifying truth about the weapon they've stolen. That's accurate. Yeah, yeah it's accurate.
2: I probably wouldn't you say... You notice that it doesn't mention robots in here. No. Uh,
0: <laughs> I also probably wouldn't say barbaric, but I mean, yeah. close enough.
2: They're unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> At the very least. <laughs> so... They're not white. So one thing <laughs>
0: also, polite. this movie just fails on immediately is that it is a like first-persons, uh,
2: like found footage kind of film. And yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like this is a good attempt at that, but it's also a little bit disorienting because it switches people. Yes. Like that's the biggest problem. And if like, you're a first person,
1: it's hard to tell who you are at that moment. Well, I just think you kind of lose the fucking point of doing that, like, in general. Like, why make that decision? If you're making the decision to go first person, just stick with the first person. Because when you when you switch characters, it's just a fucking, the fucking movie. It's just from a different angle, though. It's just stupid. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I, well, I understand. Well, the framing
2: device is that... When you're watching it, this is the internal files that uh, this corporation has put together from the uh, from the camera that they installed in each one of these person's uh, eyes or whatever. And sometimes they show you the name of that person as you're viewing it, and sometimes they don't. Which which is the part where it gets confusing.
1: Yeah, they should have just stuck with keeping the names up. Yeah, like in the bottom corner, so you know who the fuck it's. Uh, viewing what? Not that anybody in this movie is memorable enough to remember their actual name.
2: Yeah. Well, I remember Decker because that's yeah. a uh, stolen name. <laughs> yeah, that's the only one you remember. I also remember uh, King Seed, but he's a bad guy, so he's not really one of the guys we're following.
1: Decker is just an almost stolen name. Because uh, Are you thinking of Deckard from... Later? Yeah, I guess so, but uh, also, it's like this whole thing is a...
2: it's. This is a Shadowrun campaign that somebody put on film. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and in the, in the case of, like, you mentioned pe- people, like, I'm also d like, I'm going to remember King Seed, but the major reason I'm going to remember him is because it's like that actor came in, and he's just like, you know what? I should act like I'm Keegan-Michael Key well, he looks he's like a game pe- leader. <laughs> and, like, I, it almost feels like he, like... Yeah. At that point, why not just get him and then have, like, you Jordan can't. Peele make it? Uh,
1: yeah. Okay. I know I know you can't, but I'm, I'm saying. You he can't, he, he can't get him. I think I told you guys this in the chat as well. I did expect, like, a two-minute cameo of some, like, 80s action bad guy.
0: Yeah, someone.
1: Like a Clancy Brown or, like, fucking, uh, or Michael Ironside or Lance Hendrickson or somebody like that to just show up and, like, be like an evil doctor or like a fucking general or something for like two minutes. Like anything. No, absolutely nothing. <laughs> and it never came.
0: So never the, came. the general <laughs> general plot for this is that um, the guy who I guess is supposed to be the main character he's, he's one of the people that gets the most film time. Um, he he's in like a corporate prison. And so the, this is the, the dystopian future where corporate corporations have taken over. And he's, he's approached by the one that currently holds them and uh, by someone that's going to act as a handler. She's just like, hey, so here's the deal. You do this heist with me. I will supply your crew some of people who you know. And if you're able to complete this, we'll let you go. And their negotiation is so shitty because he's just like, fuck you, I'm not going to do it. She's like, okay, you can stay here. He's like, I'm just kidding. Let me do it. <laughs> like... It just just folds immediately.
2: Yeah, turncoat immediately. Uh, this is the uh, first view we get of the uh, titular robot.
0: Yeah. The, God, that robot's so shitty, too. Of course it is.
2: I don't think it's that bad.
1: It, this movie belongs straight up smack in the middle of sci-fi channel movies. Yes. It, the robot doesn't look bad
0: if it is immobile. But as soon as they actually start, like, moving with it, that's when it's just kind of like, eh, not, not digging it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it moves a little too uh, 60s sci-fi. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, because I feel like you probably like this a little bit, at least way more than Steven does. Well, I have a lot more appreciation for, like, people that are trying something. Yeah. Because there aren't too many... Like uh sci-fi found footage movies. And I've seen a couple, and this is by far the best one of
1: those. <laughs> does does District Nine I can't I can't remember District Nine. Does that that's kinda half and half, isn't it? For the first half, it's it's
2: basically like a found footage movie. I was gonna say that's probably one of the And then ones. it breaks out into a movie. <laughs> I mean, probably the closest thing is Maybe Cloverfield, but that's still kind of playing it as a horror movie, you know?
0: Yeah, it, you're right. Like, I do give this this movie, like, points for at least trying to do certain, some newer things, and also, like, there's a semblance of a good idea here, and their executions didn't pay off. So, uh, it's not complete garbage. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, so they, you know, this guy, Billy, he, he accepts the deal. They, they take him, because on this, we're seeing, like, a uh, security camp. They take him into, um, like, a... a and. Medical office, with some other people. Basically, what they do is they, they give all these people like a mobile uplink so that it can record everything that they're actually doing. And it's like, hey, we need you to break you, you. need you to break into this rival corporation. We need you to steal this object and get the fuck out. So the first like ten, 10 minutes of the movie is like them breaking into this place, and um, it kind of switches between the characters, and you you have a an idea who of who each person is. Uh, because of their name in the corner, so you know who what viewpoint it's under, and we end up stealing this this big box. that takes two people to actually carry it, and then about the time they start getting out is when um, the corporation they're working for supposedly is hacked, and so then it, it drops that actual like HUD that we that the audience who's watching this movie is getting, so we know who is who. And that's kind of one of the things where this movie fucks up, because then it, it, take, I mean, it takes like half the movie before you figure out which character you're watching it from once it jumps to them. And the only reason they really accomplish that is because they
2: split all the characters up. One thing that I don't get about this is like a you mentioned the the scene with the medical office where everyone has their like implanted uplink. Uh, where uh, if you guys remember Robocop, right? <laughs> Of course. It's it's basically like that. But uh, it's like they introduce the crew and uh, one of the guys they introduce is like, I think they play him off as building maintenance and he's the useless guy of the movie. It's like, you're bringing this guy with you?
0: (laughs)
1: Yeah, he he has no business being here. (laughs) No. Another title for this movie is Killbox. That makes way more sense. (laughs) Uh, But it's also kind of a dumber name.
0: (laughs) It is. It's way dumb. But if this movie was called Killbox, it actually would make sense in relation to the the movie. I think that
2: we'd all have have a more positive view of this movie if they didn't give us a false expectation to very begin with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so
0: this this crew consists of Billy, the guy we were just talking about. Billy. This this lady named Jules who's like the handler. This guy named Decker, who were complaining about his stolen name. <laughs> he's someone that like Billy actually knows something.
2: Decker is a class in channel, run. Right? Yes, it is. <laughs> uh
0: and then we have this chick named Natalie who does things. Uh she's
2: security, I think. She herself. does things. Super... There's Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, who is useless. Yeah. What? Well, okay. I say she does things because it's just like...
0: She's like the only person in the group that actually does anything useful.
1: For the most part, anyway. It's like the old describer of Donatello and the Ninja Turtles theme. He just does machines. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but is it wrong? No. no. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so... They... At this point, they immediately just have to fucking scramble before shit starts going down because they're they're hanging on on this roof, their corporation's been hacked and they're just like, Well shit, I guess we gotta leave now. So that's when they start going out to like the desert area. Which one thing that that always confuses me with uh, like future like future punk kind of movies like this is the having gas masks on when there's no reason to have them on. Like that shit's hot. And
1: that constricts your breathing. Like, if you're just staying out just in the sun,
0: probably not a great idea to be
1: wearing that. Also, this guy is, like, that they meet up with. I don't remember his name. Uh, Clark. Yeah. Clark. Clark is, like, trying to be, like, hiding and shit. But he's out in a trailer in the middle of the wide open desert. Like, it's the only thing you're going to see.
2: Well, there are other trailers around. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I like this guy's clearly fake, uh
2: actual name willie bingo <laughs> oh my god that is not a real name
1: there's no way this scene lasted a really long time i thought like the whole like running into him and then him not trusting them and then then the hug out the super cliche hug out <laughs> yeah. that happens every time you don't see like anytime there's a little bit of mistrust in the beginning yeah the pacing of this movie is like
0: really off um like, that scene's really long, but that's actually... It's not the scene I feel is the longest. There's two scenes that I feel are way longer. Because, like, immediately after this, um, Decker and Jules, they split up along with uh, this Kyle guy who's useless. They get picked up by this guy named King Seed, we were talking about, who, like, runs his own gang. And, like, that whole scene with, like, he has them, um, he's trying to torture one of them for information, uh, he's just hanging on to the, the box
2: they have, which we, we got a semblance of what it was before. Um, which yeah, Decker turned it on and uh, Jules killed someone without realizing she'd done it.
0: Yeah. Which, basically, what, what the actual machine does is some sort of form of, of mind control. You just you flick it on and it, it will make at least, I guess, one person area, multiple people. At least one. It's, <laughs> it's very ill-defined. Yes.
2: And it, it's not clear why some people are affected and some people aren't.
0: Yeah. Uh, but basically, just turns someone to complete psychopath who will just keep going, like even if like they're wounded, because like when it turns on, uh, when they turn it on the King scene, and he gets like repeatedly shot, doesn't doesn't do anything to him. But this scene scene with him, uh, and then like Billy and Natalie go in there and like trying to free them, like this scene takes so long. And the other scene that takes super long is actually at the end when we've, we've whittled down pretty much all the characters and uh, they're at a point where like they're supposed to be escaping. Like, fucking, we'll get to that. But just, like one of, my, one of the things that aggravated me the most about the movie is actually there. But the pacing is just super fucked in this. Like, it doesn't feel like it, it goes or goes too quickly or something.
2: Yeah, there are a couple things they could have just cut completely and we wouldn't have missed a thing. Yeah. Like uh, when uh, she's climbing up the tower to uh, jack into this uh, communications thing and then the cops come. It's like, how did they know I was there? And then they're peeking around and they eventually leave without catching her. It's like, she could have just told somebody that whenever she got back because she does tell them. Yeah. It's like... And we didn't need to see it, but, you know, whatever. Oh, uh, one thing also I feel like we should
0: mention, uh, whenever uh, Billy and Natalie meet up with this Quark dude, he determines that like their corporation's being hacked. They're kind of new, but he's just like, yeah, you're definitely being hacked. And then he's just like, that's the reason why you guys hub's not working. Oh, also, I can build this thing so we can track your, your buddies. And if it wasn't obvious before, uh, but it's just shit-talking Decker. Uh, he's a traitor in this group, and the movie actually never switches back to his viewpoint, if I remember correctly, um, until yeah, yeah. until later. So it, it basically only switches between, like, Billy and Natalie and Jules, Jules being with Decker. So it's just like, oh, who's the one person we don't switch to? Oh, he must be the traitor. Because eventually when it does actually switch back to his viewpoint, you see that his HUD is still up. So we know that he's unaffected. But, uh, so, Clark builds this thing for them, they, they track uh, part of their group to where this King Seed guy is.
2: And then we have the scene that we've already talked about where they activate the device and uh, he goes berserk. Yeah,
0: so he, he goes absolutely batshit, he kills all of his, all of his people, um, and then turns his gun on himself, kills himself, and while this is going on, I don't see how they would have lost track of this, but they did uh, Billy and Jules kind of had to dive into a side room. And then whenever they come back out, um, Decker and Kyle were both gone. And I feel like they would have noticed. Like, I know there was a bunch of gunfire, but it's just like, one of them was actually strapped to a machine to be electrified. <laughs> so surely they could have caught on to where they went. So, um, basically like corporate death squads come down on them. So like here on out, it's just a whole lot of gunfire. Um, Natalie's with Clark, trying to link back up with them. There's kind of not a whole lot that really happens in between it's, all of It's this. groups moving towards a
2: single location. Yeah. Which, and, uh, in this th- case,
0: is like a hangar bay.
2: And, and uh, I think, uh, yeah, this is where uh, Decker reveals to Jules that he was the traitor. And uh, basically, he could turn on his machine at any time and show those go nuts and kill everyone for him.
0: Yeah. So here with the whole thing with the machine also is that uh, it'll cause like a psychosis breakdown. So like if you've been affected with it once because the thing's unstable, like you will eventually just go crazy anyway. Go mad. Mm-hmm. Kyle's just being a wuss and bitching about something before Decker's just like, hey man, remember who you're doing this for, and then kills him anyway. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> like it's just completely pointless. At this point, like Billy and, and Natalie kind of kind of roll up, and was it Billy got shot by Decker in a fight?
2: In a fight? Yeah, I don't remember. I think I thought he got separated, and then uh, whenever he runs out with the box, he killed Kyle, and they took their car. Remember? Yes. So yes. Yeah. That, okay. This
0: yeah. whole scene is just kind of a clusterfuck, and it goes on for
1: a long time. Well, and they keep switching. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think Decker gets him here, but uh, he turns out not to be dead. Yeah, so he, he turns <laughs> out not
0: to be dead. We also think Natalie's dead because she like got knocked unconscious or something like that. Decker eventually gets killed. Was it the sniper? Was it Billy killed him?
2: I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing. Sorry, it's been like <laughs> it's been like a week since I've seen these. Yeah,
0: well, it, it has and Also, it's like we said, like it keeps switching. So
2: the, it's a huge clusterfuck yeah. scene. Okay, so like. The corporation they were working for, uh, they descend on this place with snipers and they're sending in troops to actually infiltrate this building where they're holed up. Uh, Jules is st- stuck behind the device. Yes. And uh, out in the open. Everyone else is inside the building. And uh, Billy is like taking them out one by one as they enter. Billy! Billy, no! Oh. <laughs> we had none of this episode It felt obligatory
0: yeah I did it earlier did you yeah oh we have it again so fuck it Billy don't be a hero you have to forgive me
1: that I remember every single time you go Billy <laughs> yeah I do do it quite a bit <laughs> kind of like every time you say Michael around D-Heart <laughs> Michael yeah. yeah but so death
0: squad's come in uh, um, like, you think Billy's gonna die and then he doesn't die? Like, this part, this is actually I part. I feel that, Yeah, this part aggravates the hell out of me because, like, we think Natalie's dead and she gets up and it's like, I got better and she's just fine. And then <laughs> Billy's just like, You got stuff to live for! Go! Run! And oh, like, he yeah. just keeps at the, saying.
2: At the very fucking end? Yeah. That's <sighs> a real fucking, like, that's a real piece of shit right there. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it is.
1: I mean, none of this movie is good. No. I know we're I know we're talking about giving it points for for having some like original ideas, but none of those ideas I think puts it in the positive. Oh, this is still barely any
0: dignity, if any at all. <laughs> but I mean, like the no, reason I mean it's barely anything.
1: Yeah, it it <laughs> I give it more credit than that. D heart compared it to an online multiplayer game campaign, which usually lasts like what? An hour? Uh, Well, to be fair, uh,
0: Shadowrun's not online, it's tabletop, and typically a campaign can last anywhere between uh, usually three to six months. So, maybe you should get what the nerd shit, Steven. (laughs) I guess so. I guess I'm just not caught up to my Shadowrun bullshit. It's kind of a terrible system, but the world's really cool.
2: (laughs) Okay, so uh, she ends up activating the device herself does. Uh, yes, Jules does, and uh, since she's been affected by the thing, it makes her basically a super soldier long enough for her to save all her friends, and uh, even, like, defeat this robot that's uh, really fucking shit up. Well, she's fucking up these boxes. <laughs> yeah. That robot hates those boxes. <laughs> so many bullets and boxes. But, uh, yeah, so she's Like, is able to run up directly onto it and smash it. Yes. But she's blasted to pieces, but the machine won't let her die, so they just turn it off. (laughs) Yeah, they just... And this is where they get the, run, run, because, you know, he's wounded, and more guys are going to come. More guys always come. Oh, but guess what? They're already fucking there. Yeah. Well, like, at
0: one point he's laying there like he's going to die, and then... This is prior to the scene where he's telling her to run. And, like, he gets up and, like, kills the soldiers and then, like, takes, like, their bandages and stuff and, like, bandages himself up. And then there's this scene where he's just like, run! And, like, you think he's going to get overwhelmed? Like, he doesn't. Like, he just keeps going. Like, there's no, like, we see no repercussion for, like, this guy maybe bleeding everything
2: out. Like, there's just nothing that happens. Well, I'm assuming that he gets killed because the camera decides to, uh, well, I mean, the movie decides to follow uh, Natalie. Natalie as she runs out of the warehouse. This is just immediately shot. Yeah, it, it just feels like way too nihilistic. <laughs> um, but they want to they want to fit it into the found footage format, which everyone
1: dies. Yes. Yeah, because I mean, how do you get the footage? What's the don't?
2: fucking point? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, there's no point. But they would have had the footage anyway because you know because she has like the built-in like eye thing. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, as soon as we establish establish uh, connection again, oh, we have all that. I think it would have been way better if she ripped out her fucking eye and then got away. Yeah, like they don't, like they don't,
1: like have fucking to. Minority Report style or whatever. Well, I
0: mean, it's not exactly found footage, but like for example, in Hardcore Henry, where we we constantly have the first person view that was the first, entire time. That
2: was first person, not found footage. I know,
0: <laughs> but I'm just saying this still goes like this is like. It's trying to straddle that line because it, it yeah, of the, of the viewpoint on this. Like they could have just done something like that, but we're like, really, what they should have done is like you said,
2: like she escapes. We get the scene of like I don't know, her pulling out her eye or like pulling out the implant. Like or something we like see that. the camera, like the camera of the bloody eye is on the ground, and we see her get away. Just
1: because that breaks the format, yeah, I mean, it I've, makes it more interesting. I don't know about ripping out your eyes and then getting away, but I, I would. Like I said, I'd be more in favor for a scene like in Minority Report where she goes to a fucking, like, nasty back apartment eye surgeon and gets her fucking eyes replaced. Yeah. Okay, like, yeah, that would work, too, because... Well, I mean, just just to go along more with the sci-fi feel and not just somebody ripping out their eyes and then being able to run away. Just one eye. <laughs> it's like Philip's thing, like, I'm just going to blow off my own arm and then go kill somebody after that.
0: Yeah, but the point is, like, they could have done something and they did nothing. They,
2: well, they did the minimum.
1: <laughs> One reason I might be a little harder on this movie is like found footage is literally my least favorite style of movie. Yeah, it's it's you said it before with the hardcore
0: Henry thing too. That I said you get motion sickness off. Well, that's that's first person. <laughs> I know that,
1: that's different. No, 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 no. I don't get motion sickness from uh, from found footage usually. It's the it's the first person that I get motion sickness from. Found footage though, movies they're awful. They're fucking terrible yeah. In fact the only one that I've ever seen That I actually like for real like Was recently It was called uh, "Uh, As Above So Below So Below. Like that's the only one that I've like Actually genuinely liked Because of the storyline And like the cool like history stuff behind it But every other one I fucking hate You know I kind
2: of think that one Breaks the format too I'm pretty sure they're still alive at the end uh, A couple of them are
1: yeah 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 but generally it's like spoiler alert by the way if you haven't seen that <laughs> overall it's a pretty strong movie so i mean i enjoyed it but like there's a lot of really cool images yeah, imagery yeah. in it but like honestly though found footage is fucking garbage like 99 percent of the time yeah i mean this one has like the one of the one of the best uh
2: ideas for like Oh, why are they still filming? It's like, well, now they don't have a choice because the cameras are in their fucking heads. So that's... That's solid. (laughs) At the very least, there's a reason for the movie to exist. But it's a bunch of little things that pile up. Because, like, I don't think the actors are doing a a terrible job, for the most part. There's There's a couple of, like, really bad spots. But I feel like, overall, it's getting by (laughs) yeah
1: and it really doesn't get much higher than that i don't agree that it gets by Uh, (laughs) sorry so first which one do you guys prefer oh that's a hard sell uh not for me (laughs) well i would say robot wars (laughs) yeah that exactly i was gonna say i really prefer robot wars over robot wars we'll let the audience decide
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i would say that Robot Wars has a slight r- rise in dignity and okay all right I was actually This gonna, is a funny bet for a while. I was actually going to I was going to fix it. I was actually going okay. to fix it. Thank you. So, yeah, Robot Wars slightly rise which year? Okay. 93, Well it finished. Thank you. And then
2: Killbox as the movie should have been called. Oh, uh, yes. Hardly any dignity. Okay, uh I would go with slightly a slight hardly on both that's fair and I'm leaning towards Robot Wars 2016 just because it's different and okay Robot Wars 1993 should have been a lot better because Robot Jocks was a lot fucking better than it was
1: yeah that's fair I'm going hardly any for Robot Wars 93 based solely on the stop motion being kind of neat And uh, the really terrible, like, forced, horrible romance, which was at least, like, entertainingly funny. And then between No Diggity and Hardly Any Diggity for Killbox slash Robot Wars 2016. And the only reason it's getting the slightly above No Diggity is because of what you said, D-Heart, of it having an interesting idea for the premise but otherwise, I thought it fell flat on its fucking face. Fair enough. Are, are these the lowest two movies that we've done since we implemented this whole scale thing? They might be, actually. It's possible. I mean, because typically we'll have one that's pretty far above another. And the ones that have been close have been like between Slight Rise and Fairmount or like between Fairmount and Just Enough or something like that. So yeah, Philip really fucking missed out on these. <laughs> <laughs> And you know he didn't even ha- he didn't even watch them either. <laughs> we'll we'll still make him watch. Him. <laughs> we'll tie him to a chair. Cheats? You didn't tell? You didn't say which one you preferred though. I said Robot Wars. Oh got Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, two against one. I have a feeling that Phil would agree with D hard in this one though.
0: I like. I kind well, of never
1: know. <laughs> I I kind of agree with D hard as well.
0: But the the thing is, like, if I have to pick one of these that I would rewatch, I would pick Robot Wars ninety
2: three.
1: Just because it's shorter. Yeah, <laughs> thinking about rewatching these makes me want to throw up.
2: Yes, <laughs> and the, the like the shame of this all is is like if you were to watch Robot Wars 1993, you would think, oh well, I'm not ro- watching Robot Jocks, which is way fucking better. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's, it is unfortunate, but also I think we've done a good job at least explaining to any listeners that if you actually want to watch a war of robots. Don't watch either of these movies. No, don't. <laughs> watch any of the Transformers movies, even the shitty one with the uh, King Arthur. I don't the know. Shitty, I, I even feel like
2: the it... shitty one?
1: Just <laughs> one, Steven.
2: You could watch both these movies in the time it takes to watch one of those. That's true. <laughs> That's
1: true. That's true. But you don't get the American flag.
2: Well, you could rave your own American flag. <laughs> until, your,
1: until, your, <laughs> until your waiver gets sore. All right. Well, to, to make this episode even shorter, I do not have any feedback this week. Yay! So. Bang. <laughs> if you want to tell your friends about us, they can find us on iTunes, where they can download all of our episodes for free. They can also get them from unitedcypher.com, where they can download other podcasts that United Cypher does, like Talks Over Games, Fallout Forecast, uh, Music Video Countdown, uh, all on the same United Cypher Presents feed. Um, check out some podcasts we listen to on the regular. Nerdonomy presents nerds on film. Check out Trick or Treat Radio. Check out Plumbing the Death Star or Sean versus Wild. Uh, if you want to hit us up with some feedback, we will address it on the show. You can find us on Instagram at Motion Picture Meltdown. Or if you want to send us a question to start the show. Yep. If you want to, if you want to take part in the podcast and and design a question for us to answer at the beginning of the show, that would be great. That way Cheats isn't making up questions <laughs> literally four seconds before the podcast starts.
0: We all do that. Don't <laughs> lay that blame on me.
1: You can find us on Twitter at podcast or on Facebook where you can send us a message. Hopefully Phil will be back next week uh, from his uh, horse masturbating excursion. <laughs> and with that being said, I've been one of your hosts, Stephen Rose Rosenberg. Cheats the Streets McGee. And Dayheart. And we'll see you next time.
2: I don't like anything about you. Roma. You're a touchy robot. You're a robot.